Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Iowa Loud podcast. Um, today, Luke and I are going to be filming an episode with Eric Hennigan. Uh, he's a former Iowa Hawkeye wrestler under Dan Gable. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Luke. Thank you for guys for having me and looking forward to this conversation. Yep. So basically, we're probably just going to talk a lot about Hawkeye sports and stuff. Uh, nothing more than that. Uh, obviously, we'll probably go off on little tangents. Um so, yeah, let's get into it. We're not going to um, talk about Montreal sports or anything? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You already know. Um, so, yeah, I, I just found out you guys are 16, and now I feel like I've been having inappropriate. You guys. Are- <laughs> 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 no, you're fine. All right, good. It could have been a lot worse. You guys are like three years older than my girlfriend's oldest son. I'm like, oh my god. I've said I've said worse stuff to Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm putting it in perspective. By the way, I, I got just gotta ask, Hayden, are you are you named after our boy, Mr. Fry, Coach Fry? He's up, I am. Yeah, I that. didn't even know that. Yeah, you my know dad that right away for sure. Yeah, my dad had to. My dad got naming rights for the son, and naturally, my dad. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I've heard stories from his friends and stuff. They say, like, whenever my dad's, like, the extreme, like, angry fan. Like, if anything doesn't go for – like, if they do a run play or whatever and it doesn't get at least 10 yards, he starts screaming and yelling about it. So, him, him and every Iowa fan is what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, and the joke is this. Uh, so, one of my dad's friends, uh, he's a funny guy, He he's and he said – he asked him, you know, why'd you name your son Hayden? And my dad's like, well, why do you think Hayden Fry? And he said, but you always seem to bitch at Hayden whenever he was coaching for <laughs> Iowa. So and he's so got a many... point. That's a valid point. <laughs> I know. So he said, like, listening to you whenever your son is around is taking me back to like those days in the '90s when we'd be at Iowa games where you'd start screaming like, "God damn it, Hayden!" <laughs> Makes sense to me. I love it. It's beautiful. It's about perfect. It 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 makes sense. It's adds up. So So let's let's check your guys' uh, knowledge. We've got two 16 year olds here. How many coaches have been at Iowa since what year? Since well, you already know. I'm already ruined the. I I don't know how to ask this correctly to trick you. But uh, two coaches, Mm -hmm. Hayden and Kirk. Yeah. How many it's years? Like 1979. Look so, at you. Damn. It's like it's like 40, 40 years or something. How about it's a little bit? It's was that Hayden? Who said nineteen seventy nine? That was that was Hayden. I said I said nineteen seventy nine. We talked well, about this on our uh, episode yesterday. Yeah, we talked to Drew Stevens yesterday. Well, that's we impressive, kinda... there, gentlemen. Let, now let's go with athletic directors. Three. Oh my goodness. Oh, I can name them: okay. Bob Elliott, Bob Bowlesby, and uh, Gary Barta. Yeah. The only one I know is Gary Barton. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bump Elliott's the dude that hired Lou Olson, Hayden Fry, and Dan Gable. So that's how I know who he is. He he hired he hired four Hall of Famers. Yep. He, he also hired Tom Davis as well. Okay, but let's go through the four he first hired. Are you ready? Let's see yep. what we can do here. That's the intro to my podcast. Can you name the four coaches? You just named Gable. Fry, who Ludolf, you said Ludolson, right? Yep, Ludolson. You're missing one. Man, who would I be missing? I will give you a hint because you're thinking about males. Think women's sports. Oh, what's that? 
Vivian Stringer. Oh, it is Vivian Stringer. You're yeah. right. She's yeah. the one that, yeah, she's at Rutgers now. She's at Rutgers, she? still kicking butt. Yep. Yeah, I just, I just remember that. I'm like, oh, the females, and I'm like, it would be the basketball coach. It would, and I knew it wouldn't be Bluter because she was hired by, she might have been hired by Bullsby, but I think she was hired by Barta. And but not not only that, but um, uh, sorry, I'm talking about Bump. I was that thinking about him? He he he's just unbelievable AD. He was my AD, and yeah, uh, yeah big fan. But uh, yeah, it, he's just a, a great human being, good person. And uh, there should be more information about him out there. There's a book that came out recently. Mm-hmm. By yeah. the way, while we're talking, I'm a little distracted. Uh, Gilman, do you guys know Gilman, national champ at Iowa wrestler? Yeah, Thomas Gilman. He's wrestling right now in the Olympics. Really? So I'm a little distracted, but I'm listening. We're talking. I'm here. I'm present. Yep. I can do two things at once. I really can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. So you were telling me a little bit about this podcast you guys started. So you two, turns out you're trolls. You're YouTube trolls. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not as much of a troll as you would say Hayden is. Honestly, yeah, I'm. I'm the. I'm the bigger troll of the two. But Luke, <laughs> when it would get into the comments, uh, you, you and I were kind of a dynamic duo. Yeah, dude. Um, and so that's I, how you guys met. Yeah. So I would make YouTube videos. I mean, so I make YouTube videos. I make highlights. I think Eric. I think you po- You've reposted one of my uh, edits on your Instagram. And good way or a bad way? Like in a good way. It was like a Tyler Goodson edit or something. Okay. And I post that stuff on my YouTube. Oh, video. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. I got it. Okay. I post yeah, that stuff legit. on my YouTube. And then um, after a while, you know, I started to get some Iowa fans watching and Hayden came on and we would get some salty Iowa State fans in there and, and he would just fight with them. Too. And Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. If I reposted that's I don't remember exactly what it was. That's legit stuff. Nice job, my friend. Appreciate it, man. What do you use to edit? I just use my phone. Yeah, but you're like what program? Uh, I think at that time I was using this app called Video Leap. Okay. Yeah, I know it very well. Those guys did good uh, photo stuff too. Thank you. All right. Well, that's impressive. Nice job. Yeah. Um, I, I don't just post crap up there. I post the good stuff. So. Yeah. I mean, I remember like Luke and I, um, I remember you filmed something like I think an Iowa season prediction or whatever. And it was like I remember the guy's username was Trevor L. He was oh, a yeah. Nebraska fan. He came on. He just he left like four comments, and <laughs> so and you remember his screen name. I love that too. So me being the punk and the troll, I go in there and I respond to every single one of them, and I'm just giving him crap. Like he's he was talking about like the his. I'm trying to. Remember. One of them was about the history. One of them was like Nebraska is going to have like a top offense, <laughs> and then. There was another one. I think he said like Minnesota was gonna beat Iowa or something, and he said like oh, Iowa was gonna boat. be seven and five. <laughs> the boat, boat rollers. Yep. And so I go on there, and I don't even. The one I remember is when he started talking about the history. I said, "So if we want to talk history, like, what do you want to talk?" He's like, "Well, we can even like we can talk like twenty, forty years." And I said, "Yeah, how far? No, are we no, going no, back? no." Yeah. I said, "No, no, no. Let's go five years because that's when Iowa <laughs> was going on their five year streak against Nebraska." So I I'm like it. twenty. And I listed I listed the scores of those games, and I listed like oh some stats and stuff. And so I got him all mad. And then that led I think there was like a forty comment thread on that, just because I kept going. We just kept going back and forth. Yeah, he was so mad. I I, and, I used to get into that stuff, and I I got to tell you, it's it's fun when you're sixteen. At some point, yeah. 
you got better things to do, but for now, enjoy. But at some, <laughs> yeah. point, at some point, go edit videos or something with Tyler yeah, Goodson. I, I don't even do it, but I like, I don't do it that much anymore. Like, if someone, like, if an Iowa State fan talks crap or whatever, I'll give, or even a Nebraska fan, I'll go back at him and I'll just like, I'll mess with him a little bit. But like, I'll let it go for like four days before they even check it again. And I'll realize, oh, they left 40 comments. <laughs> At at some point, just like go interview washed up wrestlers or something. It's a better, easier time. Yeah, but I remember the one where Luke and I kind. Of, I think it was an episode you film. You put like a Brees Hall highlight in, and my dumbass goes on to the goes straight to the comments, and I said, "Man, imagine if Brees was at Iowa, he'd be in a much better situation." <laughs> and that just brought droves of <laughs> Iowa State fans. Yeah. There was like 200 comments on that, and I don't, I don't even remember. Like, I he's like, well, why do you think he's in a better situation? And you'd be in a better situation situation in Iowa. And I said, well, they've got a better coach, they're a better team, and Iowa State sucks. I and do, I do think Campbell. I give him credit. They, I'll they, give him credit. Yeah. He's a great coach. You know what? They, they, they've done a good, nice job the last few years. Let's give him a little credit. I, I, talked I'll give this, I talked about this on the episode yesterday. I was just saying, you know, I don't like Campbell, but he's done a he's done a good job actually. And I like him, yeah. But he hasn't been there long enough to, in my opinion, be considered better than Kirk, <laughs> which oh, a lot well, of them that, are. That's not even a question. Exactly, even, and a lot of Iowa State fans are even trying to say that, I and mean, it's just because he had one good year. Like, get your get your ten win season there. Your program. Yeah, no, he, he's he's doing a great job, and they respect each other, and I like him, and I think he's done a good job. But yeah. He's not – I mean, Kirk's – what he's done with that program is unbelievable. And also, you know, Hayden stayed a little too long, and I love Hayden. And uh, he just he, he stayed a little too long, and I hope Kirk doesn't do that. But, yeah, uh, well, Kirk's uh, talking about he might coach until he's 70, so who well, knows? Well, right, you know, there's no reason right now to doubt that. Like, there's – you know, like th- – this happened, like, with the Bulls, where they cut them short. So, mm-hmm. you know, Jordan guys, like, until we lose, let us keep trying to win. Yeah. And, it, but, uh, you know, a year later, maybe you have that argument. And just Hayden went a little long. It was a few years. And also, I'm sure you guys are aware that he was sick. He had cancer that he was yeah. battling. We that's, what he, that. that's what he passed yeah. away from last yep. year. Yeah. So. And, and it was it was hidden, too. Like, he, he didn't tell anybody. He didn't make an excuse. He, didn't, he used to sneak, sneak him in the back of the hospital so nobody knew. So, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh sorry, guys. I'm watching Gilman right now. He's in the single right now. Do not get taken down. It's 1-1, just so you guys know, and I'll shut up. <laughs> but it's we're watching Hawkeye sports. So, yeah. um, all right, can we uh let we'll let Eric do his play by play for the White Sox? <laughs> I do love my White Sox. Oh, no, 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 Gilman just gave up back points, gentlemen. That was not good. Uh-oh. That was a bad idea. He was just trying to fight a single, he should have gotten taken down. Damn it. Okay, I'm I'm done, but but it makes me sad. <laughs> I love my wrestling. Um, oh, yeah, no, so, you're watching a wrestling? Oh. Yeah, Gilman at the Olympics. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's right. That's right. I'm watching it live right now, guys. This is yeah. like, it's a Russian. And he, he's got the two-time world champ Russian, which is not, he, he's not competing as Russia because they have the steroid thing. Have you guys ever watched that movie? The documentary? Yeah, the doping. They have like, yeah. they're competing under the ROC instead of Russia. See, I didn't know you guys were smart on top of everything else. Damn, you guys aren't 16. You guys are smart. What is the thing? It's called, it starts with an I. In, what's it called? In intelligence no and no i wish it was <laughs> clearly i'm not but yeah it's a great movie and like it's that's how they got busted so they're competing as roc i think it's called uh i don't russian know russian olympic 
Russian Olympic Committee, something like that. The Russian Olympic Consortium, I don't know. But anyway, it's it's this Russian guys that she's on world champs of Gilman's wrestling. It's mm-hmm. two three though. Oh, oh, Gilman on a single. Okay, I'm done. Stop doing play by play. You guys start <laughs> talking to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I actually was just checking Twitter for a second. Uh, we, Joe Wieskamp's apparently doing pretty well in his Spurs debut tonight. Oh, is the preseason already? Yeah, it's not the summer league technically. They're just kind of doing oh, that. Yeah, that Vegas thing they do. Yeah. So huh. Wieskamp is playing tonight for the Spurs and stuff, and it looked like he. Has hit a couple shots from the baseline, so he looks like he's doing all right. He's going to a great uh, organization. So I have a lot. You guys don't know this at all, but I'm friends for whatever reason with a bunch of Serbian NBA guys. Yeah. So three of my best friends, a guy named Dragan Tarlac, who played for the Bulls for a little bit, uh, Vladimir Radmanovic, who was in the league for like 13 years. His last year was with the Bulls. Paige Stojakovic and Vladi Divac, and okay. they're all Serbian guys. And mm-hmm. my buddy, who's an NBA agent, who he was Jordan's number two agent for a little bit. Really? Yeah, he signed all these guys. He saw the international guys coming. And uh, so people don't know that Popovich is Serbian. And so. His, he, I, I think I kind of knew that. Like his last name isn't cop, isn't common. And no, it's Popovich. I, yeah. So he, he, he didn't grow up there. I think I'm pretty positive he was born here in this country, but his parents came from Serbia. But uh, Serbia, like, they're really great basketball players. And, um, yeah. Oh! You've got to be kidding me. Sorry, guys. I just can't believe this just happened. Gilman's winning 4-3. to three, And he's trying to take the guy to his back. Oh, he's going to go for the pin. And he gives up points to his own back. And loses by a point against a two-time world champ. Really? Oh my God! Sorry, I just, I that was devastating to watch. He can't believe it. I'm devastated. Sorry. Oh my God. Yeah. So Popovich is considered around the world, and all these Serbian guys and stuff completely respect him. And uh, that's a great. And that organization in itself is just a great. It's like going to a great college program, and, and mm-hmm. they, they treat it that way too. They're very smart. Um, the guy's very intelligent, and they, I don't know if you guys saw that whole thing with the mariachi kid. Did you guys ever see that? No, I uh, did not. I'll send you guys not. a link, and, and for anybody listening out there, if you go to uh, uh, Vimeo, which is that video thing like YouTube, they yep. were trying to compete with YouTube. It was uh, Eva Longoria. You know her. She was married to Tony Parker. Yeah, I, I know that name. I, I know that name. I know she was an Parker actress. Too. Yeah, she was like a big actress and everything, and like big sex symbol and everything. All these people, but <laughs> but she she did she directed this beautiful little short film about this kid who loved mariachis. He came home and he told his dad, who was a marine, who well, I'm kind of ruining it now, but yeah, the fa- the father they're they're Mexican, and the kid had sung the anthem before at a Spurs game. And he, they, they had some big uh, act that was coming to do the national anthem, and the guy couldn't make it because his, his private jet or something hit weather or whatever. So they called this kid last minute. He came in and did an amazing job. And unfortunately, these people on Twitter and everything else, I'm not at all. When I say troll, you guys clearly are doing it in a fun way with sports. But these other people were like just saying horrible things about the, who's this little, like, you know, horrible names. Uh, not not nice names about you know mm-hmm. Mexican kid and this is like who's he doing the anthem like what's going on here 
it was devastating. And Popovich, who I love, he's just like, you know what? Screw these people. The next game, he had the kid come out and sing again. Really? It's great. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's a little mariachi kid. Like he, <laughs> he, he was like, I think eight or nine or something at the time. But but he, he like his parents were nervous about it. He's like, parents, he's telling his parents, like, don't worry about these people. They're negative. Like, this is all positive. And I get to go to the game. I get to go watch the game. And it was it was the finals, the NBA finals. So it's LeBron and yeah, Spurs and, and uh Miami Heat. It's really cool. Hmm. So no, Eric, uh so I have a question for you. What is your favorite? Um we got a little off topic there, but what's your favorite right, Iowa I got moment? A lot. <laughs> yeah. Like Iowa sports, like what's your favorite moment all time? Wow, that's a tough one. I, I will tell you one that just popped in my head when you asked me. Uh, do you guys know anything about the Brooks Simpson pin in Carver Hawkeye? No, I don't. Um, I'll send you guys a picture of it later. But oh my god, it was like it, it, he he. So basically, we were wrestling Iowa State, and it was my freshman year. Wait, oh, is this the one where he? Who was he wrestling with? Oh, Volker. Volker, yes. I know, and they're this. both I know they're both thing. pastors now. Yeah, which is so weird. Like they're and they're good friends. They've been forever intertwined after that moment. But that's funny. So Iowa was losing to Iowa State, and it was the year that we. So I was my freshman year. We we were going for number ten, tenth uh, tenth straight championship, the record for nine straight championships. They tied like the Princeton golf team. <laughs> Like back in like 1910, you know, one of those kind of things. Yeah. I'm not belittling it. It's an accomplishment, but it's like, yeah, we're going for our 10th and Iowa state was the rival back then. And they were legit. And I'm good friends with Jim Gibbons, who was the coach then. um, Who's awesome. I, I think he's a great guy, but he was the head coach. His brother was on the team and, uh, we ended up losing that national championship to Iowa state. But prior to it, um, back then we used to wrestle two dual meets, one in Iowa city and one in Ames. Mm-hmm. And so it's in Iowa city and we're dead to rights. Like basically Iowa state is going to win. Volker's ranked number one. Brooks is like, he was ranked, but not too high. Like not, you know, he's basically getting his ass kicked by Volker and he does this ridiculous reversal and puts Volker on his back and pins him for the win he's 190 pounds so it's the end of the match and oh my god it's, it, they everybody swears it's the loudest carver's ever been yeah that's what my dad says my dad was in the crowd when that happened crazy his his sister wet her pants i know that <laughs> and his dad ran out on the mat really which is what? so out of character like his dad is not that guy and he ran out there like to hug him he was just like the whole thing was ridiculous Wow. That, so that's that's probably one of my greatest. The other one would be Drew Tate, right? Obviously, the, 2005. Uh, yeah. My dad was at that one Outback. too. That was crazy. One. Yeah. Cal, yeah. You want to say Outback because that's where they were always playing every year. But mm-hmm. it's they Capital always one. play. Yeah, it's Capital. Yeah. They always seem to be in the Outback. I remember that, my, my brother used to make fun of me because he was like, "How do you remember like what the announcer is saying?" Because I would just say it over and over again because that it's so iconic for me. I can say it right off the top of my head. Uh, you guys are going to be worse than me and, when you're 53. <laughs> I mean, I can say that whole thing in my head. I wasn't even born when that thing yeah. happened. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You guys are going to be worse than me. I I'm know. impressed. You guys are I like, mean, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with you. I, my, my girlfriend says I belong to a cult. 
<laughs> and I think she's right. But like just walking around Chicago, I live in Chicago, so we just walk around and and you know I got always wearing Iowa stuff. Go Hawks, go Hawks, go Hawks. Her kids are even like, "What is going on here?" Hundred yeah. percent. Like a lot of people. I mean, I, like if you if you don't know Iowa fans, like I'll I'll be in Chicago with my dad and we'll see a Hawkeye fan, and you know you have to say "Go Hawks." It's something they like big fans do to each other. And if like if you see another Iowa fan somewhere that's you know not really around Iowa City, then you got to say "Go Hawks." Like, I've been around the world, guys, and get it like everywhere. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Friends mm-hmm. in New York, like New York, is another crazy place you can walk around. And do that. I I will also tell you guys. I don't know. I don't get like the anger towards this guy right now. You guys can talk about it and chime in. But Bohannon, who I love, like mm-hmm. some of the loudest I've ever yelled are those those end of the game, like you know, winning baskets. They were ridiculous two years ago. Yep, it's amazing how quick the Iowa fans forget. But those those stand out to me as well. I think a lot of it. Uh, is because he's uh, talking so much on Twitter. He, he, he talks a lot on Twitter. He's kind of, I mean, not but the, being, being trolls yourselves. You guys should like that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I don't really mind it that much, but like, I, he, I agree. He, he, he does. Yeah. He take, he's excessive with it. There's Luke also, yeah, there's also a lot of people who think that college players shouldn't be paid. And he was like one of, he was he's so egging it on, on Twitter and he's just going on and on about it. And, I don't know how where you stand, Eric, but um, me and Hayden have talked about this. I've said, like, you know, they are having their tuition paid for, first off. So that should be, like, your payment all the time. But I still think that they should be paid, in my opinion. So you and I are on the very much same page. So uh, I, I, I try to do the math. I try to figure this out. And I look at the money being made. So, like, you know, March Madness, CBS pays, like, two point something billion. I can't figure out where the money's going. Yeah. First of all, I have this argument with people who hate that pros get paid as much as they do. I'm like, who do you want to have the money? Like Jerry Jones from the Cowboys? Like he should pocket it? Yeah. So he can build another yacht? Like, what are you talking about? The, the, the reality is fans are willing to pay this stuff, right? So we, we live in a society that's capitalism. Mm-hmm. So if you're a capitalist and you're all about it, and especially if you're conservative, you're a big capitalist, right? You don't you don't like conservative. You don't like government. You don't like I was. I'm I'm okay with government. I really am. I'm fine paying my taxes. I'm fine with it, knowing that's a part of our society. Uh, I've got no problem with them like coming up with a vaccine and and paying to put a vaccine in people's arms. That's a whole other hot topic right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's just like there's a point to government, and government doesn't necessarily mean like what socialism has turned into, which is not communist. So. You know, I'm getting way too dark in the down a deep hole here, but yeah, <laughs> these kids are basically the money's going somewhere. So why should it just the coaches make millions of dollars off of these kids and stuff like that? And I'm not saying these kids should be. I also think it's a real rabbit hole. I think there's a problem here when these kids like start trying to like. I, I just saw the other day. I think it was yesterday that Ohio State is going to let. You know, it's become a recruiting tool now. So they're going to let the players use their trademarks, the Ohio State like logo and everything, mm-hmm. which I was very uh, protective of their Tiger Hawk logo, um, which, by the way, Hayden Fry owned forever and gave it to the university. Do you guys know that story? 
Yeah, Hayden Fry is the one that like uh, he came up the Tiger Hawk. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he himself didn't drop. We'll get back to that. But to get back to your original question, which is these kids. So, I I don't think Jordan's going about it the best way. I think he's worth more than he values it. Like the best speech I heard the other day was during the press conferences for the uh, for the college NFL. Sorry for the coaches uh, at the Big Ten Media Days. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, Fitzgerald. I actually like Fitz. What do you guys think about him? Um, I, Northwestern. I mean, coach. obviously, I don't like I don't like him beating Iowa, but I respect. I don't him either. I respect. He's him. a good. He's, he's a good. He's a great coach. coach. I mean, he coaches I, I at Northwestern. Re- I don't want to like Campbell. Yeah, you know, I don't want to like Campbell. I don't want to like Fitz. But I don't like a lot of coaches. But I respect <laughs> what they've done. Yeah, I'm I'm friends with Biema as well. He's had her number a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, I hate Bielema. I He's one of the coaches I cannot stand. So I like he was. A, he's actually a friend of mine. He's a few years younger, but I've known him for a while. And he actually dated one of my dad's friends in college. Yeah, we we're all the same age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just. Not, I mean, he's a he's a good coach and he's a smart guy. I just don't like him that much. Oh, I get why. Like, I, I remember giving him giving me crap the, the, when he had that fake punt. Remember the year 2010 after they yes. won the Orange Bowl. Oh, I've yeah. heard about that. Oh yeah. my god! And I'm just like, I'm like, are you kidding me? And he, like, he was, he loved it. He was texting me the whole time, giving me a hard time. I was like, you earned it, okay? You, you got the fake punt. It worked. Um, like, whenever we're at like Kinnick, my dad, who is a huge Iowa fan, I don't think he's missed a home game in 20 years, and he's like, watch the fake punt every time on fourth down. Watch the fake punt. That man is so like worried about it ever since. Mm-hmm. He's right. That's why. The other the other thing that hurt right after that was a few weeks later they played Ohio State. They were still in it, and they had to play Ohio State. It was Terrell Pryor, and yeah, I, I do believe it was fourth and seventeen, if I'm not mistaken. I might have that number wrong, but I think I'm right. And he converted a fourth and seventeen. What to win the game? Yeah, oh it sucked. And he did it all himself. It was like a one man show. He ran it. I don't think he even passed it. I think he ran it. And I, mem- I remember uh, Adrian Claiborne being interviewed afterwards by Mark Morehouse. He asked him a question about it, and he just lost it. He was in tears. And that, that was a video I used to put up a lot because it showed me the difference between when you guys were talking about these guys getting paid. Like, that to me was the difference. That he cared that much about a game that he wasn't getting paid for. 100%. Yeah. And that, that, that's the part that's going to be disappointing. And, and so I hear what you're saying. I, I do think these guys should be able to make money off their likeness. I, I, it, but it also makes me sad that we're losing the purity of sport. Hundred percent. And then it's mm-hmm. going to go down to high school. I, I hear you guys have been interviewing guys like more your age who are recruits. Sounds like you guys had a good podcast. I'm going to go listen to it now that I know about it. But like, I, I don't want to get into that level. But it's gonna get. That's what's gonna happen, right? People are gonna start now focusing. Well, now if an eighteen-year-old can make like whatever, the Alabama quarterback's got a million dollars worth of of endorsements right now. Yeah, Bryce Young. Yeah, and so somebody's gonna like jump on these high school kids. Yeah, he hasn't even played yet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's just. I mean, there's part. I mean, I don't think it's really gonna damage the purity. Now, what's really gonna suck oh, is it will. this. I mean, like not the purity. Like it's not going to be the same exactly, but the game Money will still ruins be... everything, my friend. I promise you. Oh, yeah. But the game will still be fun to watch and everything, and you'll still uh, be absolutely. able to. Absolutely, 
I love right, that's, sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the purity of it. That's all. I, I just love that college sports is like, that's what I love about wrestling. There's no money in wrestling. These guys put 100% out there and they're never going to make any money. I mean, you can talk about MMA and stuff like that, but really the good wrestlers don't do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one thing, though, that I am really nervous about is this talk now with the conference realignment and what happens if they go to a super league and stuff. I mean, I don't think the sport's going to be as much fun to watch. If that really becomes the case, no, no, yeah. that's 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 that writing on the wall. That's been happening forever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys know about Texas, but basically Texas, what what happens? The Whiny Big Ten little network, bitches. Yeah, well, the Big Ten network created this whole huge, um, you know, the, the, those the, these teams make close to sixty million dollars a year, right? And they spread it evenly. So Purdue makes the same amount, you know, Indian Northwestern, everybody makes the same amount. And that's kind of the way to handle it. Like it's it's the same with rock bands. Like you have like the Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards own the Rolling Stones, but you have bands like you too, where they split it all evenly. Now the the Stones have had multiple people in that band. So the the same thing kind of happens like in sports. So Texas decided to have their own network. They wanted the Longhorn Network and refused to do a big 12 one. And so the first people to leave were Nebraska. They're like, screw this. So they went to the Big Ten. And they've sucked and I've been happy about that. Yeah, <laughs> Colorado and Texas A&M, all these teams that went to the SEC and went to the Pac-12. And so that that's when it really started, was when Texas refused to do it. And now Texas, who wanted to go on their own, now all of a sudden they're not making any money because they suck. And mm-hmm. now all of a sudden they want to be in the SEC to make money. They're not. I mean, the thing that I that's gonna be funny. Texas is going to suck in the SEC. Going to? I mean, they already suck. They already I suck. mean, ten times yeah. worse. I will tell you that was one of my great stories. I would not, now I'm gonna do a little name dropping. Yeah. And uh, and, and I really there's a, a joke about it. One of my favorite sports writers. His name was was Dick Shap, and everybody said he needed thick carpeting around him because all the name dropping he did. Yeah, but I did watch the Alamo Bowl, Drew Tate's last game for Iowa, with yeah. uh, God, what was this guy's name? What was the Texas quarterback uh, Colt McCoy? There you go. Look at you. God damn, you're 16. That's impressive. <laughs> they, I like this. They call me the college football idiot savant. So I love it. Yeah, Mark Mark Morehouse. You guys know him? Yeah, you I know guys him. should. You should reach out to him and have him on. He's great. He did my very first podcast. He's a friend of mine. He's great. And then like he was the same way when he was a kid. His dad would bet people at work that he could come up with whatever stat from the game the night before, mainly Blackhawks. Yeah. And they would call and he'd be able to like come up with a trivia, whatever question they asked. He'd like be dead on. And his dad always got free lunch at work. <laughs> so, wow. You should you should do that. But anyways, getting back to Colton McCoy and the so I, I was my my uh, ex-wife was one of my very good friends. She worked for a friend of mine who built a golf club down in Cabo. It was his birthday, and he has all these celebrities that are friends with him. And so they were all out for his birthday. And I watched it with George Clooney, Lance Armstrong, who I'm not a fan of, and uh, Matt McConaughey. That's why I watched okay. the, the Alamo Bowl with, because they're Texas fans. Mm-hmm. So we we're all drinking tequila. Me and these those three guys. Crazy. Yeah. That's a pretty good little football uh, get together. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's great. 
In so, fact, they, they started their own tequila, Casamigos. You guys ever heard of that? Oh, yes, yeah. I have heard of it. Yeah, so that's that's Mel, my friend Mike Melman and his friend George Clooney. So uh, I kinda, I'm going to move to something else here. So uh, I just saw this pop up on Twitter recently. So ESPN named their top five pr- traditions, and I'm going to give these to you out of order, and I'm going to ask you to like put them in order and what you in what order you think they are in. So the Army-Navy Cadet March – Ralphie's run, that's the Colorado Buffalo running yep. across the field. That's the Kinnick five. Wave. The Kinnick Wave. <laughs> yeah. uh, Howard's Rock, and then Dotting the Eye. Wait, Howard's Rock, that is where uh, Clemson comes down and te- who's, what's Howard's Rock? That's where like the Clemson team runs down. That's and why I thought Clemson sets the rock, yeah. Um, okay, that's easy. That's an easy one. I'm going Army Navy first, for sure. Okay. Then I'm going with the Wave, for sure. Okay. The, the rest I could really give a crap about, but uh, it was the Clemson Rock, and and what was the one I said was number five? What were the other you, three? You said the Ralphie's Run. Yeah, Colorado. Five. That's five. Yeah, screw that. And then dotting the dotting the eye. Dotting the eye, I'll give as as uh, before the Clemson Rock. Dotting the eye is pretty cool. And I hate to say that because I'm not a big Ohio State fan. Obviously, none of us are. So you think number one's the dotting the I, number two is no, 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 no. Number one is Army Navy. Okay, one's not, one's Army Navy. Two, two is, is the Iowa the wave. Three then is dotting the I. Okay. And then I'm going with Clemson, and then I'm going with Colorado. You got none of them right. I'm not I'm not saying right. You're asking yeah. my opinion. Of course oh. I'm right. Everybody else is wrong. Right. Here's what ESPN did. No, okay. they said dotting the I was number one. Wrong. They're Howard's wrong. Rock was number two. They're wrong. Number three was the Cadet March. They're wrong. Okay, that's that should be number one. Number four was Ralphie's Run. No, that's number five. Number five was the Wave. Yeah, because they don't know about it. And by the yeah. way, the people you're talking about that you're you're putting up a stupid survey, or whatever. And I'm not talking to you guys. I'm saying ESPN's put up a stupid survey. If people don't even know what the Wave is. Yeah, hundred percent. So. Oh my goodness! A lot I mean, of I, fans going to that, and like, I wish they would use like actual, like you know, people that actually know about it to actually do a like, like a correct survey. You know, yeah, not that's just the problem like, with any of fans. Yeah, the wave is amazing. It's just amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. And and by the way, if I've I've been I've been fortunate enough to go to the Army Navy game twice, and it's ridiculous, and it's really cool. And and um, you guys ever heard of Athletico? Yes. So it's it's a it's a physical therapy thing, and then mm-hmm. the guy who started it was my trainer at Iowa when I was in wrestling camps. Oh, really? He's actually my second podcast. Yep. That's and his funny. name is Mark Kaufman, and he's given a lot to the university. And unfortunately, yeah. they made a really bad decision. Oh, somebody's getting tired. We got to put him to bed. It has been an almost an hour. But, uh, yeah, he, he ended up um, – his daughter swims at Iowa. And if you remember oh. last year, they tried to drop those four programs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they put one back, the swim they team, the, the women's team, swim yeah. team, not not the men. Yeah. I, I went to swim, swim camps uh, at Iowa. Uh, Mark Long is the head coach. It, they, uh, and, and he left just recently for a good reason, but yeah. Well, yeah, he's not coaching the men's team anymore, so. Well, no, he was doing men and women for the same I know, salary. but he's not, 
Right, but he's not being able to coach the men either, which kind of sucks. Well, he can, but I think he had enough. I don't blame him. Yeah. He was a nice guy. I remember I talked to him a couple times when uh, I was doing the camp and stuff. What events There's... did you swim? What What do you swim? Me? So yeah. I'm a distance guy. So I swim the 500 free. That's and impressive. Then, um, and then, so that's like my favorite event. I do that like every meet. And then sometimes it'll depend. Like sometimes I'll do the hundred back, or I'll do the fifty free, um, and then I'll do some relays and stuff. But last year my season got cut short, not because of COVID, but uh, I I had a I dislocated my patella in and out really quickly and shaved off like a good chunk. What, of What's a patella? Is that your shoulder? Your kneecap. Kneecap. Okay. I dislocated it and it came back in like really quickly. Okay. Um, and I'd had surgery on the opposite knee the summer before, like that, just the summer right before it happened. Okay. So I get, so I go to the doctor's office cause like it hurts and stuff. It sucks to walk on that afterwards and it's really stiff and swollen and they go, yeah, you're going to need surgery again. And I'm like, well, shit. So I got better. I was like, I got, I had to quit. I had to stop swimming for like three weeks and then I got the surgery in January and then I didn't get cleared to do like full contact lifting or sports or anything until about three weeks ago. That's hard. That's not easy. That sucks. No, especially at that age. Yeah. But at least and both Luke, Luke do you prepared. play sports? This is Hayden, right? So Luke, do you play sports? Oh uh, yeah. I, um, I played baseball and I messed up my shoulder. So I was out for most of the season this year. What position do you play? Man, I play everywhere, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I can literally play anywhere. My favorite but what, what do you play? What would you prefer to play? You know, outfield, pitcher, like any outfield spot, pitcher, first base. Got it. Love Short the outfield. Stops, shortstop's kind of up there. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, a, that's a different position for sure. Yeah, yeah I just quit baseball this year. Um, what did you play? I played – Right field, left field. I didn't play center because I'm not fast enough to do it. Yep. And then I. By the way, how come how come major league baseball players don't understand that the center fielder gets the option to play the ball? Like, why do they keep running into each other and not paying attention? Exactly. <laughs> I don't Just get keep, it. People no, make we, mistakes. <laughs> we had like on um, my baseball team this year, we had so many problems like that. So. Um, some kid ran to another kid. So we had a whole practice where it was just balls hitting between paws. And, um, <laughs> so we center field calls it, it's their ball. And then, in yeah, the which makes sense. How come the pros don't get it either? Exactly. And then in the infield, if the shortstop calls it, then everybody backs off. But if he doesn't call it and someone else calls it, just back off. Like, cause it like some, some miscommunication might happen where they're both calling it, but if you hear the center fielder or shortstop calling it, then it's their ball. Yeah. Yeah. Something something that's kind of funny. Uh, Luke, so he plays for Bettendorf, and he was actually coached by my older cousin. Isn't isn't Anger from Bettendorf? Yeah. Yeah. And so was uh, 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 Banks, the running back. Davian Banks. He seems like a nice guy. He reaches out on social. I don't really know him, but he reaches out on social. He seems like a good man. Yeah, and um, also Mark Kallenberger. um, Oh, yeah, Mark Kallenberger. Yeah, I have a video with him. I ran on the field for the Minnesota game, and he's down there, and he's cussing and shit. He's like, like, yeah, this kid's a fucking bed North Bulldog. Let's go. And he's just (laughs) going crazy. Hayden, we cut you off. You were in the middle of talking about 
Well, I was talking you're playing to... at Bettendorf. Go for it. Yeah. So uh, he plays for Bettendorf. My cousin actually coached him this year. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Small little world, right? And you guys, yeah. but if you guys, you guys had a face to face, that's a weird question to ask. But have you guys met each other? Honestly, no. Yeah, it's interesting, huh? Isn't it crazy how, how computers and social media? I, I tell people like, there's good that comes out of social media. There yeah. really is. There really is. Yeah. And then here's one of them. Yeah, I, I, I had a started a company, and I'll, I'll shut up about this stuff, but I started a, one of the first digital agencies. Oh, yeah? So we had, like, General Motors, Procter & Gamble, Hallmark, United Airlines. I can go on and on. Purina, oh, Iowa, Pella Windows, Maytag. Yeah. In fact, our first the first two corporate websites ever were United and Maytag, and we did both of them. Really? Yeah. So you started that business? Yeah. My brother and myself, yeah. That's neat. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We we sold a company called Leo Burnett here in Chicago and did all that stuff. Anyway, getting off subject, but social media, Procter and Gamble. You don't know it, but when you go through the supermarket, most of the things you see on the shelves are theirs. Really? Yeah, Tide and Crest and Pert and Head and hmm. Shoulders and you name it. Every shampoo, every toothpaste, every whatever. It's crazy. Wow. And. Uh, the CEO, so we started our first company, it was called Giant Step, and the first thing we did was a video on Dan Gable called Competitor Supreme, my coach, and he actually uh, funded us, so he gave us a loan and was a partner in the company, and um, so we moved to Chicago shortly after doing a bunch of this stuff, and nobody knew what the heck we were talking about, it was before the web, we call it interactive, so CD-ROMs and America Online, you guys don't even know what that is probably. It was and, and CD-ROMs before the web and all the stuff. It was interactive. And um, there was a whole point to the story. We were talking, oh, social media. So the head of Procter & Gamble, who was the CEO, he gave a speech that in the future they'd be spending less money on TV commercials. On It was four networks back then. Yeah. ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS. And the other three were the ones you made money off of. And he said that in the future, they'd be spending money on interactive. And nobody knew what the heck he was talking about. But he was talking about, he said that people would be streaming stuff. He, he didn't call it streaming, but he said people would be picking their own content digitally and watching it. So everything from Netflix, Netflix the streaming services and everything else. And I went to this, I went, I, for some reason I could never, I wanted to learn to play the guitar and I was horrible at it. <laughs> I bought these beautiful guitars and could never play them. So I decided to go get a tambourine. <laughs> That's how pathetic I got. I was that desperate. <laughs> so I went and got a tambourine at Guitar Center. And down the street, there was a burger, a bar that had burgers and a beer. And I went in there and I started talking to this guy who played rugby here professionally for the Lions, the Chicago Lions. And we became buddies. And later we we're on Facebook and I posted this article about the CEO of Procter and Gamble giving this speech and that it really, we I always joked to my brother and I owed him a check because when we got here, it went crazy. Our company went from the two of us to 400 people within the next few years. Wow. And, was, and so I always like credit him and everything for it. So we owed him a check and unbeknownst to me, I just become friends with this guy and he, he tagged some girl on there and it turns out it was his ex-girlfriend was the guy's granddaughter. And he didn't even know that there was a whole thing about him that I just posted, and we became friends on social media. It's so That's weird. Funny. And I've never <laughs> met the man, <laughs> but I almost I know that. 
Yeah. It's just crazy how what social media connects us nowadays. It can be yeah. good and it can be horrible. And I like the, the way you guys have done it. So good for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. One of, my, one of my best friends, he moved away when we were young and we've just been playing Xbox ever since. And I went and <laughs> I actually went and visited him, visited him. Shit. All right. Visited. I, yeah. I, I can't, I can't speak with him right now. It's too late, but I hear you. Um, <laughs> yeah. We all nah, need some sleep. Yeah. I went and I saw him and like, it's crazy. Cause we still have that connection. And he moved away in like first grade, so it it definitely has its benefits. You stayed connected and you use social media to do it. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's kind of cool. It can be good and it can also be evil. Yeah, it's and it there's there's, there's there's two ways to to utilize it. And it sounds like you guys are using it for the positive, which is awesome when you're not trolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, at least trolling kind of advances our agenda, so it can be easy. <laughs> Oh man! Well, I'm not um, sure how much Hawkeye stuff we did, guys, but we can keep going a little bit longer. I mean, I'm okay. not, I'm not, I don't have anything to do tomorrow, so I just take care of my dog and go to work. But that's not until late. Well, let's check with Luke. Luke, you good? Go a little longer. Yes, sir. All right. I guess we'll, we'll try, try and move a little bit closer to. What do you guys Hawkeye think about Tons? Garza going to Detroit? I like. That. Um, I like. I think it's a good fit for him because Detroit's so young; they're gonna give everyone a shot. So you you got the first round pick, and they traded away their center recently. Plumley, yeah, it's a good fit. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I was hoping he and Tyler Cook would be together, yeah, but these guys were they just waved, they just waved him. Did you guys know that? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Sucks. It does. Suck. I love they'd be, they'd yeah, be playing that, right next to each other. That's a bad mistake, I think, by Detroit because those two know how to play together. Hmm. Yeah, and, and both of them are darn yeah. good too. Tyler Cook yeah. was actually starting for them. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you got a legit guy who knows how to play with uh, Luca, and it, it's not like he's costing a lot. I know he's making okay money, but like, you know. Yeah. Oh, please tell me she. Did. Yeah, she did. Oh, everybody's doing this heart thing now. Sorry, I'm watching the wrestling. That there's this girl, who was our first. When I say our. I, I hate when people do that. Our we and all the stuff, but she's a U.S. Um, first gold medalist, and she just won her second match. Wow! Surprised wow. she just. I'm surprised she wrestled that quick again. But they're all doing. So a girl won the gold medal earlier today, and she's doing all that heart thing you can do with your hands. Yeah, you ever see that? Yeah, so yeah. She, that's her big thing. So now I guess the whole team's doing it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think I'd date this girl. <laughs> If I was your guys' age, if I was between our ages, I think I'd date her. Yeah, better That's not funny. tell your girl that. Yeah, she's mad at me right now. <laughs> oh, trouble in paradise. Yeah, we're 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 supposed to go to Texas tomorrow, and I I bailed out. That her her brother doesn't uh, think the COVID thing's real. Oh, well, you're probably doing what's smart. Yeah, well, she's got a ten year old who can't get vaccinated, so it's I'm not happy about it. I just don't think it's a good thing for anybody. Like, regardless of what you think about all this stuff, like it, there is a little science. Not a little. There's a lot of science to it. It's just like, mm-hmm. be smart about it. Like you can, you can at least for a few days if you're near somebody, put a mask on for a little bit. You know, for a few yeah. hours. So I, I, I know there's people who think I don't know how it became a political thing. It really shouldn't be. It's just science. It's just like it is what it is. And especially down there, they have this uh, Delta. 
variant, yeah. Variant that's brutal. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. p- people, people who even like I'm vaxxed, I'm double vaxxed, and like even so people have that you can still carry it and give it to people. I just don't want to do that yeah. to anybody. Luke, are you vaccinated? I'm not vaccinated. I've already had it. But that doesn't mean that you're okay. Yeah, I just got tested for the antibodies uh, a couple days ago, and it came back, and it said I'm still fully immune. No, I, I know you're immune, but you're not fully. Like you can get more. You can, you can still oh, carry it and stuff. You, you, you yeah, can actually can... get, like, even even with a double vax, which is way more than having had it, mm-hmm. um, you can actually get even better immune to it. it yeah. So just because you've had it, your immune system isn't, like, totally okay with it. And even with a double vax, which is stronger, um, you can still get it and carry it and give it to people, which you yeah. don't want to do. And I'm sure you have older Probably grandparents and stuff. Uh, yeah, I have one grandpa. Yeah, so just stuff like that. You just want to like it's not it's not hard. Yeah. And by the way, it's like so easy. Like it, it was pretty cool. I went down to the south side of Chicago. Um, sadly, it's where a lot of these kids. Like when you guys hear about all the violence in Chicago and stuff, mm-hmm. it's yeah, sadly that's where it takes place. It's sadly in the south side, and it's and there's a lot of like neighborhoods where unfortunately, you know, drugs is a huge part of that community and, and the drug dealers and all kind of stuff so um i took the train which i've never taken that far south before but i went past past comiskey and i walked like two miles to the well, walgreens the only place i could find the vaccination because it was like totally booked up up here which is sad yeah. in itself so i went there and there's a gentleman behind the counter and i didn't even occur to me when i walked in i don't know why i sat down was filling out the paperwork and realized, like, I then I noticed it was broken glass. It was a Walgreens drugstore. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. noticed broken glass and stuff. I'm like, what the heck's going on here? And then I realized, like, it was all kind of tented off. And I realized, because I, I didn't know how I walked into the front door. I went right to a vaccination place. I thought they just set it up that way. But it turns out that the store had been looted. Oh. And they hadn't riots. fixed it yet. And so there was this, like, white tie. So I started talking. There's a, there's a sports part to this guys i promise so mm-hmm. i start talking to the guy oh god i'm gonna blank on his son's name now but anyways i said how are you doing he's like i'm doing all right but i was doing okay until i realized you're a hawk i had my tiger hawk hoodie on yeah <laughs> and i'm like well, like what are you uh illinois he goes yeah i'm an illini and i'm like uh oh, makes sense whatever i was giving him a hard time and and he's like but i he's like i love iowa city he goes it's one of the best places to watch a football game like, oh, you been to games there? Because yeah, my son played for Northwestern. And his son, I looked him up, and sure enough, and I'm pissed right now that I'm but his son uh played like eight years in the NFL. And really? I knew exactly oh, who it was sure. at the time. Yeah, he told me his son. I'm like, Oh, I know you're he's like, You know my son? I'm like, Yeah. So I went back for my second shot. I went back there and he we FaceTimed his son, who was holding the grandson. So yeah. it was the four of us on a phone call. It was really cool. That's cool. All things Hawkeye. You get you see you take where the Tiger Hawk stuff go Hawks. Yeah. Oh, my whole bedroom. I mean, I've got let's see, I've got the pillows are Tiger Hawks. Uh I've got the Hayden Fryway sign. I've got a fat head that. of Kinnick Stadium. Um uh, looking over here now. I've got the Anatomy of a Tackle by Matt Roth. Luke, you gotta go visit this guy. A hundred percent. And then I've got the, per- then I've got all the newspaper clippings from the 2015 season. Wow. And Luke, what do you got going on over there? 
in my room, I got like a flag, you know, some pictures of Kinnick. Um, I have like those little banner flags and it just says Hawkeyes and stuff. And then I got like a few like stuffed animals that has like a Hawkeye logo on it and stuff. Love it. Yeah. What you said about him coming to visit me, I'm like, you know, you know what's funny? He's visited my cousin's house more than he's visited mine. <laughs> well, your cousin lives like. Well, you guys haven't mm-hmm. met face to face, right? Yeah. Right. I know. I'm just messing around and stuff. Yeah. My my cousin lives. In, he lives in. Is she uh, hot? Leclaire. No, I'm just, I, I'm just kidding. I said she's <laughs> hot. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Sister, but she so lives in Pleasant Valley, so Luke wouldn't know her. Well, we're gonna go with this Tiger Hawk story that we never got back to. So Hayden Fry. He comes to he comes to Iowa, seventeen yeah. losing seasons. Decides mm-hmm. he wants a winner, and so he's going to he's basically going to um, turn the whole program around, and he's going to start by making them look like winners. The so he Steelers. reaches out to Chuck Knoll, who's the Pittsburgh Steelers coach, and they're winning all the Super Bowls at the time, and asks if he can copy their uniform, and they send him Terry Bradshaw, Terry Bradshaw's jersey, and. Iowa back then was black and gold, but it was like a different gold. Yeah. And he changes it to the Pittsburgh colors, and the fans are kind of pissy, and they're like, wait, that's not gold. He says, it is gold. It's a yellow gold. And thus the name of my podcast, Black and Yellow Gold. But oh, yeah. he he goes to an athletic, uh, sorry, he goes to a art director in Chicago, uh, sorry, in uh, Cedar Rapids. He goes to an agency there, and he has this this guy who comes up with the Tiger Hawk logo. He goes, I want something that doesn't look like a bird or anything like it. I want it to be totally different. And they come up with it and they trademark it and they owned it. And he also back then nobody had merchandise. So there was no like these days like you guys got all this 5950 and Nike and this and that. There was no Nike. There was no 5950 New Era. None of that stuff. You know the caps and everything. Mm-hmm. And so he comes up with this whole thing and he sells it to JCPenney. Really? And makes, yeah, and makes money off of it. Yeah. Jesus. That's funny. It's a little bit of a racket. <laughs> they had it going on, but when he left, he, he then gave it to the University of Iowa. He gave the trademark and the registered mark and everything. But you know, it's it was it was just on the helmets at the time. It wasn't anything else. Like even our wrestling singlets had Herky on the bottom as a yep. wrestler. We didn't have the Tiger Hawk like they do now. Right. I, I didn't think about that because the old Iowa basketball uniforms were like the Correct. cursive I with OWA behind it. Yep. Yeah, I never thought about that because now they do have the Tiger Hawk because the Tiger Hawk's on the floor at Carver. It's on everything now. Yeah. But he owned it. That was part of the problem. Mm. Yeah, and I'm pretty yeah. sure um, at Carver, it was just a big basketball in the middle of the court. When That's correct. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, because there's like a yellow court at that time yeah. too. That's yeah, interesting. No. I never even thought about I hadn't thought about that, but going back and seeing that when I've looked at old tapes and stuff, you never see the Tiger Hawk anywhere else other than football. The stadium. Yeah, yeah. On, on the helmet. It yeah, wasn't even the 50-yard line until a few years ago. Yeah, they just put that down, like, I yeah. think in 26 – it might have been 2018 when they put yeah. that Yeah, no, down. it was late. It was way later. Mm-hmm. Even the water we, tower though, didn't have it. Like, put that up there. That was, like, a big deal when they finally got that. Yeah. That's, that's a Twitter account. The water tower mm-hmm. has its own Twitter account. Really, I didn't know that. No, I, I'm I'm halfway kidding. If somebody did create a Twitter account a long time ago, they call it the water tower, and it's pretty funny. That's funny. It's like it's like there's also one for Cap for Kirk's gum. That's a Twitter account. <laughs> the Hubba Bubba or whatever yeah. it is. Then there's Captain Kirk. 
there's a bunch of them. There's that guy. Oh, I've actually talked to that guy. Yeah, I, you know, I had one guy get mad at me. He didn't understand. So I got pissed off. There was a girl who did that video of Iowa State where she went there. Lucy something. What's her name? She went there and made fun of like Iowa State fans who didn't know who the. She basically she and she admits it. Like I heard her interviewed. She admits that she was stereotyping people. So she picked like people who were clearly like African or whatever else, like that weren't oh, yeah. from that weren't like, from the states yeah, or whatever. And would talk about like, oh, like Stanzi's gonna be great this weekend for Iowa State. Like and these people had no idea what she was talking about. It, it's a little bit like that um uh, back in the day the Tonight Show used to do that. They'd talk people about politics and they had no idea who anybody was. <laughs> so it's kinda making fun of people and it's kinda I don't know, it's whatever. Not- yeah, not not the coolest thing in the world. So, but she yeah. got a lot of watches and got a lot of attention. But mm-hmm. she made light of a guy getting hit in a college football game, and I hate that. So I'm I'm. You guys don't know this, but I'm I was there very close with Tyler Sash. He was like a son to me. Wow. Oh yeah. And so I don't take lightly guys getting hit in the head or whatever and so when guys get targeted and get called for targeting kicked out i'm fine with it like if you're gonna do that like if, if you can get your toes into the end zone to score a touchdown you certainly can stop yourself from taking your helmet and spearing somebody you know yeah mm-hmm. and so i called it out it was bad and she did it and i'm like yeah tell tyler stash that and i like it was a harsh thing to say but i don't i think she took it the wrong way and so Whoever the water tower thing was in some of those accounts got pissy at me. They thought I was like making light of Tyler, and it was the opposite. I was saying, no, that's not okay. Mm. He was such yeah. a great kid. And it's just, it's, and, I, and I can tell, I have a friend now who's a hockey player, mm-hmm. and I'm fairly certain he's suffering from the, the problem is they can't diagnose it while you're alive. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. He passed away. Yeah. They have to cut your brain open and see it. And it's like, and Isn't I, I could DTE or some stuff. Like CTE, that? correct. Yep. And so I, I was, you know, we'd have conversations about it. I have text messages and stuff. I'm like, dude, there's something up. There's something not okay. And and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a hard conversation to have somebody who has that. You don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my favorite Tyler Sash moments. You know, you have Micah Hyde, and then um, the, the lateral, yeah. the lateral, the lateral, yeah. Michigan State. Yep. 2010. Uh, no, it was yeah, yep. Uh, no, no, it was 2010. Yeah. Yes, no, it was. It no, was 2010 because he left. He left. Oh, no, you're right. 2010. It was 2010. Yeah, yeah that's my, when Michigan State came in like number five or number six in the country and just got obliterated. Demol- yeah. It was like 36, something crazy, yeah, 30 something to like seven or something. Yeah, that was back when Kirk Cousins was Kirk Cousins was like, yeah. yeah, that's what we picked off. And to make it even worse, not only did he pick Cousins off on that play. He came down the field and leveled Cousins. So he, he pitched it back to Hyde, and Cousins came out to try to make a tackle, and Tyler just completely obliterated him. Yeah. Well, they're talking right now. Uh, Iowa, they've got a safety on their roster. His name's Cooper DeGene. Yeah, I've heard a lot about him. They're comparing him a lot to Sash because he's kind of like the small-town Iowa kid that has, just excels in all the sports. Uh and he's coming to Iowa and stuff, and they think he's going to be really, really good. And it'd be interesting to see. It'd be great to get another Tyler Sash. Sash was great in Iowa. Well, Norm Parker, one of my favorite speeches he gave at an iClub thing. It's actually up on YouTube. 
and he's talking about that you need a guy like Tyler. He goes, this guy, he's like, he could be standing on the street and a bag of money would fall out of the sky into his hands. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> you need guys like that. <laughs> he was always in the right place at the right time. It's true. Now, he, now don't get me wrong. The guy was gifted as heck. But... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was great. And, and people don't realize how much he was responsible for that Super Bowl with the Giants. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he was playing against the Niners. I remember that, the NFC Championship. But he came down and obliterated their um, their kickoff returner twice. And the third time he came down, the guy was just completely looking over his shoulder. He was totally nervous about getting hit by Tyler again. <laughs> and he fumbled up the ball. Mm-hmm. And the next so that 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 helped them they got the go ahead you know, scoring drive and the next kickoff he came down and some guy cheap shotted him from the from the 49ers mm-hmm. and it's really it, it upsets me obviously just knowing what i know now and we all know now but you can see him in the midair he's his body's limp yeah. he's out cold and and this guy completely cheap shots him like he's not even in the play and the play is over and I can't believe nobody called it. And the whole Niners organization is like celebrating on the sideline. And he did text me after that. And he, he and I have had a lot of conversations. He said the hardest he's ever been hit in his life was by Claiborne, not on purpose. Claiborne was coming in to clean up a play and knocked yeah. him out. Jeez. But he never told anybody. Wow. But but he played in that Super Bowl two weeks later and he clearly had a concussion. Wow. It's like that's that that's the stuff that upsets me. Yeah, it's really not good. I mean, I was watching this Netflix show and it's called All American, and the mm-hmm. um the main character Jordan Jordan Baker, he's like the Q, he's like a QB for Beverly Hills, and he got a concussion and then he tried to play and then he got knocked out and was in like a, a little bit of a coma and stuff. Like it's really serious what playing with with a concussion can do to you. Oh, he, he was he was a different person, guys. Like I and he knew it. We'd have conversations. I'm like, dude, there's something not okay. And he tried to tell me everything was fine. And it just it wasn't. And you could tell him. Unfortunately, his mom came over to his house one day, said there's an ESPN's uh short on it. If you go look up Tyler's sash, ESPN, it'll come up. But it's um you know, she she came home to and walked his dog. He was sleeping on the couch and she came back the next morning and he hadn't it was the same position. And she realized she'd seen her son dead. I mean, imagine walking in on that. Yeah. It's just brutal. That would be, that'd be like a parent's worst nightmare. Yeah. yeah. And, and what's crazy about it is that he had, and, and she's clearly struggles with this, but he also had basketball scholarships. I don't know if you guys know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah He's been a really that. good basketball scholarship. I saw yeah. that. He's been really good at basketball. Yeah. So, I mean, he didn't have to necessarily play football. And uh, she struggles with that. She's a great lady. It, it's weird. Like she's from New Jersey. I took his grandmother to a game one time. I used to have club level seats. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you guys know the club level up there in the press box. Yeah, my we now my actually my family owns the north end. We own some north end zone seats. So those, we those look those amazing. Seats. I haven't been there nice. yet. I look They're forward to sweet. that. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I was up on the, up there, and he he wanted to take his grandmother. Never seen him play before, high school or anything. And she's from New Jersey, and her husband loved the Giants. Isn't that weird? Wow. So his mom is from New Jersey, and they're huge Giants fans, it turns out. And I didn't know this, but in Oskaloosa, that college that's there, 
um, during Vietnam War, they lost all the men were going to fight, so they needed to try and attract people. So they started recruiting. For some reason, there's some weird connection in New Jersey, and that's how his mom ended up in Oskaloosa. Really? Yeah, wow. this Jersey girl. And so I took her mom to the game. Oh, my God, she was a piece of work. She was awesome. She was like, <laughs> I, I think she's passed since, but I took her up on her, and she had a wheelchair. That's why I wanted her up there, but she'd never seen him play before. She was able to get a wheelchair enough to get in the seat, and they took her down there. And, and I had this whole section there. You know what it's like if your parents have a section. You know, you get to know everybody around yeah. you and everything. Yeah, oh, yeah, so, yeah. Everybody knows me, so yeah. I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get something at the concession. Do you want anything?" And she's like, "Maybe a little later." But she said she wanted coffee and popcorn at some point. So I brought that coffee and popcorn and uh, handed it to her. And she starts screaming at me, I wanted sugar in my coffee. (laughs) (laughs) And ever, ever since then, after that, she was obviously long gone, came to the one game. It was was that game against Wisconsin where where BMA did that fake punt. And ever after that game, everybody in that section, every time I'd go to the concession, they go, I want sugar in my coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Remember, we've, we sat, we see my dad, he owns 50 yard line seats and he also owns some of the club seats over there. That's and, the best. That's the best. Mm-hmm. I, we have one of my dad's old high school friends sits about five sections back and four sections to the right from us. So he's really close. Um, and then right in front of us, there's, they're, they're, it's an older couple. I think they're probably in their like mid 70s or something. They're always there. Uh, one of them's, and this lady, I remember the first time she ever sat in front of us, because we'd been sitting there for a while, and I guess they had moved seats to that section we were in. And the first time, I was maybe about five or six. So I'm jumping up on the seat to, like, look over everyone and see the game. And so whenever I would do that, I'd kick her in the back of the head by accident. <laughs> and finally, she turned around and just, I don't even know if she had in her hand or something. She just turned around and smacked me really quick, and I went in naturally i'm like holy crap and i fell down and i was fine and she just said you get what you deserve you little punk and she was just smiling she was obviously kidding or whatever it sounds, I was it, sounds okay. like, it sounds like you earned it for sure i did <laughs> ever since then i've always like whenever she's in front of us i say hi to her and her husband's fun he's he talks to me and my dad whenever the game's going on um this, but the more, this, is, the, this is the best thing about iowa stories this is awesome mm-hmm. Yeah, everything always starts out with <laughs> oh, it always starts out with someone getting yelled at or whatever, and then you become like the best of friends or something like that. Uh, Luke, and, do you get to games, Luke? Yes, I go with my dad every year to all the home games. Sometimes we'll go to Northwestern, yeah, since that's right up there in Chicago, and that's an easy ticket. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because it's and it's usually uh, like seventy to thirty to seventy to thirty ratio for Iowa fans there. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not just Iowa. It's like every I, – I, so I go there a lot. If there's an Iowa game, let's say it's morning or night or something like that, and it's not at the same time as Northwestern, I go to the games. I just, I just love college football. So I'll yeah. go there and and go watch and everything. But, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. I will say this. I'm Northwestern fans. I mean, that's what's always so nice when they come to Kinnick. When it's a sellout, you know it's like 90% Iowa fans that are there anyway. And but by the way, guys, it's any Big Ten team. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Like I, I go to the other games. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'd go to Michigan games, like Michigan, whatever. Like it's it's unfortunately for them. If I was a football player, that's not where I would want to go play. No, not at Michigan. I mean, it's the big house, so it's not that loud for being uh, like a hundred and ten thousand or whatever it seats. Yeah, no, it does, it does, it's not a hundred thousand, dude. It's tiny. <laughs> you know, Soldier Field's only sixty-seven thousand. I've yeah. been to Soldier Field, yeah. Yeah, I no, have... North, Northwestern's time. It's like a high school football field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I did I, Ann Arbor there when I said the big house. Yeah, they, they I, you know, the big house is quiet as can be. I've been to so many games there. And it I just, it's so open. Yeah, so it goes straight up. The sound goes straight up. And, like, it's weird. And there's a bunch of old people, too, who, like, sit on their hands. <laughs> no, it's not the same thing. <laughs> like, the, the, only, the only places that are fun, Penn State, Wisconsin, Iowa, Nebraska, you got to give them credit. Their fans, I don't know why they're so into it, but they're into it. But they are. Nothing else to do other than stare at cornfields. Well, you can't make the same joke when you're from Iowa. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I probably shouldn't make the same joke, but I'm going to anyway. I get it. But uh, that's the beauty of it. Like those, that, that that's kind of what's so cool about college sports. So, Mike, I, I don't want to say my business plan on here, but. It's it's places like that Iowa, Nebraska, Oregon, Oklahoma, Alabama. Like there's mm-hmm. there's no pro sports there, and so college yep. is everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, did you guys go to grapple on the gridiron in 2016 at all? The wrestling before the Minnesota I couldn't game. Go. Oh, I remember that. I was we were going to go, and then my dad and I, I don't even know what happened. I think we got held up with something. I, I will tell you. The, right I went now, to the game at that that evening. That number, I will tell you. So that yeah, that was the year they went undefeated. Obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will tell you that that number is not as high as it actually was. So they they said forty two thousand because I know they stopped counting at the doors. It yeah. got out of control. Like we were all stuck in gridlock. The problem they had is they didn't print on the ticket. Like here's the gate you got to go to. So oh. you know how small it is in Kinnick inside there. Once you get inside, yeah, we were all like the whole first match. Like nobody was in their seats because we couldn't get to our seats. We couldn't move. <laughs> yeah so we were all stuck in gridlock and and uh yeah so what they ended up they should have like, printed the seats and everything on there but they just finally gave up and just started letting people in yep and if you look at the the stadium and look at the crowd there's no way that's just forty two thousand. it's for sure fifty two thousand at least it's yep. everything but the north end zone mm-hmm. i've seen i've seen the pictures of it my yeah. uncle went to it i think my dad and i got held up with something it's it's like a two and a half hour drive from Des Moines to that. Yeah, I want to say there was a fire that happened and we couldn't get out of we couldn't get down the road to where we wanted to go. But I mean, I remember because we went through the game that night. That was such a fun game to be at. I that's the loudest I've ever heard Kinnick. Yeah. Um, well, I, I miss the, the I miss the first half of. We just watched Russell. Uh, we just watched him a minute ago in the Olympics. Gilman. He's still alive, by the way. Yeah. Even though he lost his first match because the guy went yeah. on and won. So we'll see what happens here. But yeah, I, I, this is crazy. They have all this whole channel is dedicated to it. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, there's really nothing better. I mean, I I can imagine like how crazy a wrestling crowd is anyway. I mean, could you imagine that? Like those, that wrestling crowd goes and watches like. Oh, a, I was a right there. Match. I was right there, and so I was, I was. Mm-hmm. It was, it was incredible. It was a great day. 
Yeah. Great day. And our the the main thing I the thing that I'm talking about here though. So it's a you know the wrestling crowds. I've been to a couple wrestling matches at Carver, and they're always they're always great. A lot of those people really get into it. They're having a lot of fun. Now, those people that are in that stadium, they're gonna leave. They're gonna go get a bunch of alcohol in them. They're gonna come back at eight thirty at night. And here comes the here comes the I think they were nine and zero at the time football team. No, that that was the night they closed the season twelve and zero. That was the last game. No, because they played Nebraska and Purdue still. Because oh, they yeah, had to yeah, yeah. they had to beat Purdue to win the West, if I remember correctly. Because they played Nebraska. Because I remember I was down in Disney World when they played Nebraska, and my dad and I were watching it in the big ESPN Sports. I'm Center. thinking I'm thinking about this. Nebraska makes sense because of Thanksgiving, but I'm telling mm-hmm. you. Yeah, you're, it was November 16th, so you're right. I know the exact date. It was November 16th. I don't. I, I remember them going to – yeah, you're right. You're right. It was the 14th of November. I'm going over here to my perfection newspaper clipping because okay. I can look at it. So it was their 10th win on the season. That's that's when they had the best start ever in Iowa football history because yep. they'd, they'd never gotten to 10-0. Yep. And, and, and that's the, when they the did reason it. why they didn't get there is because – Oh yeah, um, Stanzi when he got his ankle hurt in, by Northwestern. Yes, Northwestern, mm-hmm. yeah, in the end zone. And they, do y'all think they would have gone on to a national champion? Like not win it, but like yes. at least be in it. I really think they would have. One hundred percent. I, I'm, I'm with you guys. And, and I don't know. They maybe they could. I don't know. You know, can you imagine this? Imagine Sean Green had come back. They would have been national. They would have won the Natty then. They would have sure. won the national. And by the way, how short sighted? That's the problem when you're a kid when you guys talk about these guys getting money and stuff, can you imagine that Sean Green? I mean, you, you, he's, he's not an afterthought in any way. He's an unbelievable player. I love him. But can you imagine if he brought a national championship to Iowa? Mm-hmm. He'd, He'd be, be set a for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Him and Ricky Stanzi would be the would be the greatest dynamic duo ever in Iowa football history yeah. if that had happened. Okay, who's got worse teeth, Stanzi or Barta? <laughs> not even close <laughs> just checking i like the way you didn't hesitate on that in one second but barda's just the lower chompers mm-hmm. his, his upper teeth are fine yeah stanley's is the full thing i don't know that's a horrible thing for me to say i can't believe i said that out loud but i did nah, they're not really gonna care <laughs> if gary barda listens to this then <laughs> we were doing but, something right then you know you've done right. something right <laughs> You've done something right. I single-handedly am taking credit for uh, Duke Slater Field. Are you really? Yep. I'll send you my video afterwards. I, I had Darrell's a buddy of mine, Darrell Johnson Kulianas. Oh, DJK, yeah. And we had, I don't know if you've heard that podcast, but we had a whole discussion about it. He had no idea who he was. And they both wore the number 15. Wow. I knew who Duke Slater was because he's got the dorms named after him. But people don't know that. The dorm doesn't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. That's true. He I had no idea. Did... He'd never heard of him. Really? Yeah. Number 15. Well, they both are. Well, it's good they're kind of bringing that to light now. And, and also, um, Quinn Early. Do you guys know that name at all? Yeah. I know Quinn Early, yeah. He played yeah, in the so 80s. He just, he just uh, produced a, a movie that's coming out. There's a guy from the 1890s who played for Iowa. Really? Yeah, who was a black American player? Hmm. It's called uh you know, something on the shoulders or you know Shoulders of Giants. Okay. Hillbrook. I'm trying to remember his first name, but yeah. 
I saw this thing where they were going to make like a Niall Kinnick movie. It was like the Iron Man or something, but I don't think they ever made it. You know that what? I, I just cool hope movie. it's somebody good, like somebody that makes a good movie. G- Gable sold his rights to a movie and never got made. I'm kind of thankful it didn't get made that way. But there's a great writer at the Writer's Workshop. You guys ever heard of uh, John Irving? Yes, I know that name. World According to Garp, Hotel New Hampshire. But he also did a wrestling one called 148-Pound Marriage. And um, anyway, he's been working on the script with Gable for like at least 15 years. Hmm. And it's called Diane's Window. Diane was his sister that got raped and murdered. Oh, wow. And so he moved into the his sister's room. The parents were fighting, and he's like, "Screw this!" and got pissed at them. And like they they never stepped foot in that room, and they wanted to leave, leave the house. And he moved into the bedroom, and he would sit there. And like apparently they were pretty heavy drinkers, and oh, so yeah. he would like sit in the window in her window, waiting for them to come home. So the name of the movie is Diane's Window. Wow. They were good people too. They were really the mom I loved. She was really good to me. She's a tough cookie, but she—that's where he got his toughness. She was tough as nails. Yeah. She had cancer and like she carried a kerchief around all the time because um, half her tongue had been cut. Oh. So she was always like had a drooling thing, obviously from so. But she was just like, she had all kinds of stuff cut out of her. But I think back then they weren't as knowledgeable as they are now about cancer. Yeah, obviously now. I mean, yeah. And so she was like, she she'd been through like the ringer. Yeah, I mean now they think they're getting really close to finding what could be an actual cure. So knock on wood, hope knock so. Knock on wood, yeah. Hopefully, I mean they think that there's a good chance that they could be they could have found it. So it'd be great if they did. The other one is Alzheimer's that they're working on too. That's pretty so close. Nice. They they think they figured something out there too. It's a breakthrough. Next up, hopefully, to figure out the whole CTE deal. Yeah. yeah. Well, gents, I'm keeping you up way too late. Oh, I You're stay fine. up till like two in the morning every night. <laughs> it's it's summer break for us. Yeah, we're oh, I mean, that's we're the true. Type of guys that I'm up until usually two a.m. and I I can get up at eight o'clock and not be phased. Well, I'm away from all my Iowa stuff. I'm stuck in a hotel right now. I had a fire at my place. Yeah. So yeah, you were you were talking to me about that a little bit. I think Hopefully prior right was... prior to getting on the call, I believe I told you about it. Yeah, I think you told me about that. Yeah, yeah. But Luke didn't hear it, so I yeah, Luke. They had a fire at my building, and uh, they asked me to move out so they could work on my place, and they put me in a hotel. Oh really? And now all of a sudden, they're trying to kick me out of the hotel. It's like what? Why? Not because they don't want to pay for it. Oh. But they have no choice. It's just it's the whole thing's stupid. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it gets solved soon. Yeah, well, they better get back to me quick because they're trying to tell me they're not going to pay past Friday. It's like, well, you have no choice. Get me back in my apartment and get it done. Or you're still paying for the hotel you said you'd pay for. So yeah. it's well, They won't be able to kick you out because you'll have you're going to have the final say in that. It's a, it, they're, it's the wrong person to mess with for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely am not. I, it's it's not just the wrestling part; it's the business side of me too. I, it all has translated. It's just like you, you can't do that. Not at all. So uh, Gilman, I guess, is still in this. I'm watching some wrestling right now. Still here. I think he's still in it somehow. I. Do you guys watch much of the Olympics at all? Uh, I, I watched a lot of the volleyball. 
I yeah. watch the swimming events, obviously, because I swim. Um, I don't. I haven't watched much of the gymnastics stuff this year. I don't like to. I watch basketball, and then that's that's kind of really. I watch. I don't really watch a whole lot of wrestling in the Olympics. Just I don't know why. Because I'll watch the college wrestling and stuff. So I'm kind of like usually it's for me usually it's basketball swimming. And uh, I guess I've watched a little bit of baseball too. Yeah, the basketball's not good. Yeah, well, the U.S. team I'm talking about right now. Yeah. yeah, well they they don't have a single good post presence. They don't. They're not even bringing half their good players. I mean, LeBron, Steph Curry, Trey Young. I mean, all those. I mean, those are just three guys off my head that should be on the team that are at home. Jimmy Butler's another one. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but. Guys, for a while, mm-hmm. um, my buddy, my Serbian buddies of mine, yeah, and they beat the heck out of those guys. Like in Indianapolis in 2002, it was the first time those guys had lost, and it was all the top guys. So, really? yeah, and those guys lost in Greece too. The guy you're like Kobe, LeBron, all those guys, they lost in Greece. Wow. I hear what you're saying, but that was like the prime of Kobe and LeBron, those mm-hmm. guys, like. I mean, that's when Kobe was at his best. Yeah. I mean, part of it, I feel like, you know, the NBA, like, there's different playing styles that almost, I feel like. And I feel like oh, the it, NBA. That's it, – it's no, you're absolutely 100% right. So, the basket's weird. Like, so it's not straight lines. And you're actually – you're allowed to play defense in, in the uh, Olympics, it turns out. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I show, like, you guys – Darrell, when he's over, I will show him – Back in the day, I'm sure you guys watched The Last Dance. Yes. I watched a little bit of that, yep. And he's like, what am I watching? I'm like, this is what the NBA used to be like. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, it's, it's long. Just, yeah, yeah, it's really gotten soft. And I, I don't even watch the NBA now because there's no defense. I mean, everything Zero. is a foul. Yeah. Everything is a foul. And, like, people, like, they try to say LeBron is the greatest. Oh, my God. It's, like, it's, it's, it's MJ. It's MJ in... Like back in the day, MJ is getting knocked on his ass and still putting up 50 points. Like, and now, you know, LeBron's getting poked in the eye and he's laying down on the floor for two minutes. It, it's, it's, and I, and I think he's, I think he's great. He's a good player. I get all that. But like, I respect your LeBron. point. Yeah. No, it's, it's like not even close. Um, yeah. No, you're absolutely 100% correct. They can't. You can't hand check. You can't do anything. Like it's just you can't play defense. That's why the one player I like to watch is uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Amazing. I like watching because he actually plays defense too. Yeah, yeah. He. I mean, have you seen that block that he had? Uh, yeah. I mean, that was just insane. I watched. He's he's one of my favorite players of all time to watch. I just sent you guys pictures on your phones. You guys can see it, but. Uh... The top one is myself with uh, Vladi Divac, Luke Walton, and Paige Stoyakovich. Yep. And then the next one is Vladimir Romanovich, who played and won a ring with uh, with um, Kobe. Wow. Okay. And the next one is a guy named Dragon Tarlach, the guy who played for the Bulls, and his agent buddy to the right. And the mm-hmm. last thing is, or not last thing, it's the Dan Gable movie I made. Yep. Better Supreme. And the last thing is my buddy who uh, he, he's I think he has CTE like I said, 
It's the guy closest to me. He's a TV announcer for the San Jose Sharks, or was. Mm-hmm. And he he I, I, he he took a puck to the head that was like one of the worst injuries I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, hockey is such a dangerous sport. It's fun to watch, especially. I mean, I guess older hockey was fun to watch when you had guys like Ty Domi running around the ice and stuff like that. Well, he's an older guy. It was fun, but yeah, mm-hmm. these these NBA guys. And so, so we got another. Hopefully, guys, another Luca coming. I'm working on it. He is the guy who's wearing the big scarf around him, mm-hmm. with the hat. And I'm sorry, I'm doing this on a podcast where people can't see it. Yeah, but his son is named Luca Tarlach, and he's in Serbia. And that's his dad who played for the Bulls. Yeah, his son since he was born, I've been trying to brainwash him to becoming a Hawkeye. <laughs> so I'm working on it. Does we he got, seem to like Iowa? We got one year to convince him. Well, I know. Send I know. Stan- over. Stanford offered him. Okay. Now so, I gotta get Fran to offer him. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you. So uh, yeah, the only guy I know is Sherman Dillard. Is the oh Sherman Dillard? Yeah. Yeah. So that that's the one guy I talked to him about him a while ago. I need to reach out to him because I wanted to make sure I wasn't doing anything that screw up the rules. I just don't you know what that's be. like. Yeah. So yeah, you out, wouldn't so, be. That's yeah. a lot how Luca Garza's recruitment played out. He had a guy. Oh, I forget what his last name was. He coached Maryland. His his nickname was like Lefty or whatever. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know his full name. He he was a legendary coach at Maryland for Maryland basketball, but he's been retired. And oh he no, I know that out. is. Yeah, no, exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's the high school guy. Yeah. Yeah. But he knew he, he reached, knew Fran. Got makes sense. Yep, that makes sense. He, no, he actually did. He reached out to Mark Turgeon, who was coaching at. Uh, oh, he was coaching at Maryland because. Uh, Lefty's son was coaching Luca's high school at that yeah. time, so he would go and watch him. And he told Turgeon, "You have to recruit him. Like he's gonna be the great. Yeah. He's gonna be one of the greatest players ever." And everyone's like, "No, he's too slow or whatever." But Fran came along and got him, and of course, like the rest is history. He became the greatest player in Iowa basketball history. And they're and they're still doing this to him. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how people are still writing him off. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you I'm watch these practice, I, I don't know if you guys heard the podcast today with his dad. And it, yeah. it's weird. So he knows. So, you know, his mom is former Yugoslavia, which is all the guys I just seen the pictures of. Yep. They're Serbian and she's from Bosnia, but they were yeah. all part of the same country mm-hmm. and they all know each other. So I know his uncle's very well thought of. It yep. has a lot to do with his development. So he would go train in Yugoslavia and Hawaii. Which I, I guess we never got into that, but I am actually from Hawaii. Oh, and so his cool. his the guy they call his uh is his godfather, not call. He's his godfather who passed away recently. He was the athletic director at one of the, my rival schools on my island. Hmm. And uh, it's so weird. That's where he would train. He was in Hawaii and Yugoslavia, and all the people I know. Yeah, I mean, the thing I, I always say about Luca is, I mean, you're going to tell him he can't do it. He's going to work like 10 times as hard just to prove you wrong. Exactly. Like his work ethic is just insane. A lot of people don't think he's going to be good in the NBA, but I think like, he's slimmed down a little bit, and I think he's going to get it faster. And Dude, he's <laughs> lost 27 pounds. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. said, like, he gets written off all the time, including right now. He's going to kill it. Have you watched his three-pointers he's been shooting lately? Mm-hmm. He can shoot. He's shooting them from like almost it's half court. Crazy. 
He's he is a very good athlete. And and to your point, working hard and works hard with his dad. And and I, I think a lot of people are critical of people like that, of people who push you, but his dad, if you listen to the podcast, we talk about it, like you know, like Tiger Woods' dad, Earl, who was a little tough on him, not little, he was very tough on him and not in an okay way. That's not what happened here. Like this he when he knew this kid actually wanted it for himself, that's when he supported him. Mm-hmm. This isn't like, you know. Oh, we got a Serbian wrestler right now. I'm watching, but yeah, it's like if if the kid wants to do it, that that's what? a different thing. When he realized mm-hmm. the kid wanted to do it, he's like, "I'm all in. I'll help you with it." Yeah, it's I love that father son connection. I mean, all I look on Twitter and he like he'll share um videos of well, that's what I'm talking about the three pointers. Yeah, and he and, loves his dad. Like yeah. you, you know that like him and his dad have a great relationship together. Listen to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And um, no, but I saw one thing. So I was uh, getting into basketball, you know, um, on Twitter and I'm looking at uh, his dad's Twitter and he's posting these videos of Luca's layup drills and he's doing, you know, like the reverse layups and all that in a row. He did like 50 layups in a row. It's, and it's a milk and drill. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. That that one. It's the one and, that Gu- Gustafson does as well. Mm hmm. Yeah, but that's crazy to think about how great. Sorry, Luke, I cut you off. You should keep going. No, um, I was just gonna say, and um, his dad is always screaming at the Iowa basketball games, or was, and that's what I heard. Like someone sat, like I know someone who sat like right behind him, and he was yelling the entire game. And- that's all he does. Yeah, he's into it. So he he was a good player. He played at um at Idaho for the Vandals. Yeah, go go listen to that podcast. I think if you're into that, you'll think you'll be interested in it. It's it's the last one I did under black and yellow gold. But yeah, he's an interesting dude, and he, he's got an interesting story too. So okay, yeah. Well, All right, I think brothers. we kind of talked each other out. I mean, wow, we did a good job. An hour and a half. Yeah, we I think did. we did a great job. We'll have to probably talk again. Well, it's it a pleasure talking to you, gentlemen, and nice yeah. to meet you guys. Nice, nice to, meet to meet you, too. And c- keep this stuff up. I think this is uh, – you guys are very – you're intelligent. You clearly know your Iowa sports. I can't believe that I had zero idea you guys were 16. That, that, was, <laughs> that threw me for a loop. <laughs> but in a good way, that's amazing that you guys are, are that that, you know, this intelligent and everything, and keep it up. Thank you. We appreciate it. And go be Hawkeyes, please. <laughs> I probably will be in Iowa City. So, are, are we doing okay with school? We're we're doing well on that yes, track. Sir. Oh yeah, I'm doing just fine. I'm sitting. I'm sitting good. I got like a three point eight five GPA. So I'm Atta happy boy. with what I've got. Yes, All right, gents. Well, hopefully, uh, I, I'll meet you this uh, season in the fall. Yes, sir. Yeah, it'd be great. I'll reach out. I I, I go to a, a great tailgate right near the stadium. They're called the Swinger. Okay. And and uh, we'll, we'll we'll get it figured out, and hopefully I get to meet you guys. All right, all right, all right brothers. Have a good night. You take right, care. You too. You too. Good night. Right. Have a good one, guys.